On this week's episode, we try to unravel the twists and turns in the disappearance of Walter Collins and the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. Then we try to emotionally recover from the 2008 movie Changeling. So once you're done feeding those chickens, join us in the pod shed. We're nipping on Gin Rickies and talking about murder. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to THC True Hollywood Crime. I'm Mariah. This is Bailey. It's still me. (laughs) (laughs) Hasn't changed. Hasn't changelinged yet. Nope. This is episode six. And since we've already done five episodes, we've told you last time we're officially on Spotify. Yeah, we're legit. So if you're listening to this, even if you are not listening on Spotify, if you don't mind going and giving us a follow, it would really help out show spotify that it's more than just me and my mom listening yeah <laughs> uh how's it going b how's your night how's your week week started out awful oh no right just super busy at work fucking cat figured out the dog door mm. months before she was supposed to she's a genius like i can't get her chipped or fixed yet and she's in the neighbor's yard i'm like <laughs> you're gonna fucking die oh little mimosa right oh my god so i get her the collar which is too big because she's still a kitten. Yep. And she got stuck under the couch at like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so that, of course, woke up Violet. Violet could hear her crying. And I, Violet helped the cat because I didn't even know what was happening. I'm just wandering the halls at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like, what is happening right now? So that was fun. But so far, the past day, she's kept it on. And she's been inside when we get home. So that's really nice. She's pulled her shit together. Yeah. No, I'm feeling much more confident about her not dying. So that's that's a score. And today was my golden anniversary at work. (gasps) Congratulations. I had no idea. 14 years. Yes, girl. On the 14th. So that was fun. And everybody left by like 1 o'clock. So I just did me. Right. I got to, you know, work on my outfit. Yes. Right. Uh, Bailey's outfit this week has some arts and crafts elements to it. Mm-hmm. I got to read a little bit, which I was super bitter about not getting to do earlier this week. I am now in part two of the book and people are dying and I'm loving it. Yeah. She's reading Ballad of the Songbird, mm-hmm. which is the Hunger Games prequel. Yep. Which you would know if you followed us on Instagram. <laughs> right. That's right. Or listened on a weekly basis because we talked about it, uh, I think, a couple episodes ago. And... Oh, and I started season two of Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight, baby. Me yeah. too. And I hate Jacqueline. <laughs> Shit, which one is Jacqueline? The one that wasn't attracted to her husband. Oh, I. Yes. Does her husband look like a him and his best friend or best man look like grown up Jonas Brothers? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Do I hate her? No. It's just hate's a strong word. It's just her whole ideal going into this like she honestly thought she was gonna get the fucking notebook like she thought she was gonna meet her soulmate okay so married at first sight guys if you don't watch this trash show start watching it give it a shot everybody i've introduced it to you made fun of it and then got hooked on it just like tiktok just like tiktok baby bailey our friend ben um my mom was visiting and i'm getting my mom in on it she was kind of getting sucked into it and my husband swears that he hates it's the worst show ever and blah 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 but 
he be watching it, dude. And you know he knows the background. And, like, like yeah. he mm-hmm. could be watching his phone, but yeah. he's not. Yeah. He's watching what I'm watching. Absolutely. So I think he's secretly into it. Of course. So Married at First Sight, it was a lifetime show, and now it's on Hulu, all the old seasons. And people get married without ever meeting each other first. You don't know their name. You don't know anything about them. You don't know what them. they look like. You don't know what they sound like. Crazy. Nothing. Crazy. And they get six weeks to figure shit out. And then they can decide at the end of six weeks if they want to stay married or get divorced. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, quality television. When they, the first season, there is a woman who hates the man she marries so much. She's so just appalled by him that she cries the whole wedding and yeah. reception. And um, don't feel too bad for him because they're still married and they have kids. And it worked out because the experts knew what they were doing when they yeah. put them together. But man a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> so and good. the patience of that man i mean oh my geez but well yeah. he was definitely marrying up so he definitely needed some yeah. patience yeah, yeah, yeah. this season um i really like i don't know any of their names I, I like the cutest guy you know which one i'm talking about I do. and i also um i think she's really pretty and i think that what, they're his both wife his wife yeah mm-hmm. and i think they're really fun and yeah. like cool people mm-hmm but I, I, I like that this season's the um, brunette season. Let's yeah. go. Brunettes do it better. It's all brunettes. Well, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm rocking my pony hair still, so, you know. <laughs> hey, blonde forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so watch Married at First Sight. <laughs> so, that yeah, I really, I had a great afternoon and just looking forward to this. So, starting Man. off on a low and working up to a high, well worth it. Happy look, to be here. I look forward to this every week. Yeah. This is the best. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep saying, even if no one listens. We're Fuck having a good time. It. We're having a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we watched <laughs> the thing that I've been so excited about for months. Do you remember what it is? No. It's a movie called The Tax Collector. Oh, because I know why. Because of Shia. Because Shia's in it. And it got horrible reviews, so I'm sure I'll love it. He's tatted out. Yeah. He's got a high and tight. Fa- no, I don't even know if he has a fade. I feel like his head's shaved. Yeah. <sighs> girl because he's like mafia right no they're like um so the premise is because he got some shit the movie got shit saying that shy was doing brown face yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's kind of is it like a latino acting yeah he's like yeah, acting yeah. like kind of like a mexican gangbanger mm-hmm. down in la but the director and i think writer maybe just director david Ayers, who by the way is a great director he directed shia in fury with brad pitt oh and he directed, um, oh, what's the one Denzel Washington? Really? F- uh, Training Day. Mm, he directed Training mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. And he directed the one, I can't so remember. So that it's sounds about like an expectation. Right. Mm-hmm. The movie is hot fucking garbage. Okay. <laughs> it's a terrible. So, like, the story, the plot. All, it's all bad. Yeah. The is ol- he the only noticeable? So, act? he carries the movie on his beautifully sculpted, tattooed shoulders. By far the best actor, I mean, by a mile. How often do I get to see his body? Not very fucking often. That's not good enough. Which then. is hilarious because he got a full chest tattoo. To Just to not show it? Yeah. Right. Right. Fuck so that. He, now has, he now has a real tattoo that he cannot, that he only makes one appearance. Spoiler alert for his death scene halfway through the movie they kill off the best thing in the movie that's crazy now you you will want to stay in it though because the the movie is not actually about shia's character it's about his best friend's character i believe his name's david 
He's fine too. Don't sleep on David. He's okay. super hot. Okay. There's violence. Yeah. Lots of blood. Yeah. Lots of people die. Love it. I mean, a lot. Okay. And um, but Shia is definitely carrying the movie, and then they kill him off halfway through, which I feel like might have been a mistake, David. Yeah. Uh, David Ayers. Mm. I feel like. But anyways, you don't kill Shia before the second act, bro. <laughs> not if he's the best thing in the movie. So we were talking about it. We're like, oh, did he owe him a favor? Does Shia, does David Ayers owe somebody money? And Shia was trying to bail him out by doing this fucking movie. Um, but yeah. So anyways, just let everyone know, Shia is not doing brown face in the movie. David Ayers himself is a white man who grew up in East L.A. and grew up around that kind of Hispanic gang cholo culture and so that's what shy is playing is a white boy who grew up in a very specific type of culture yeah. and so emulates that when he right. talks and walks and, and whatever we've, we've seen that even just growing up in the bay area white boy is trying to emulate girl it. yeah um if i'm around a british person for five minutes guess who starts slipping into a fake british right? accent no exactly Me. yeah so anyways um if you love terrible movies Which and I also really do and also love shia labeouf that's the movie for you. Halfway through it. That's why I told my husband. I'm like, I'll watch the first half over again. Yeah. No problem. Funny. So we watched The Tax Collector. I've been reading my Twilight. I'm on the last one. Oh, wow. Damn, you go fast. Now, that sounds impressive. I hate the wolf aspect of Twilight. So you just kind of skip. I fast forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm half Native American. My dad is full-blooded Native American. And all that Native American shit in there, all the legends and tales and whatever, I just fast forward through. So I was thinking about doing a follow-up because I don't know if that stuff is fake or not. I don't know if Stephanie Meyer made it up. I know that that tribe is a real tribe. Okay. I know that La Push is really their reservation. Yeah. But I would be interested to know if those tales that they tell around a campfire or actual, you know, mythology from that tribe so i'd like to know i'm curious i'm gonna google it i'm gonna do a follow-up so don't be impressed i'm not reading i'm not like a super reading genius i just fast forward through a lot of the bullshit and you should have a a few other follow-ups this week yeah? i have lots of follow-ups i know i'm looking forward to that too and i bought midnight sun so if you want to read it when i'm done you can you know i'm going to <laughs> you gotta read edward's point of view. i'm so impressed by how fast i'm getting through this book me too dude our friend stephanie said it on our instagram she was like how do you guys find the time? I'm like, well, I don't have a job, so I got nothing but time. I'm like, how Bailey finds the time to do this podcast and her research <laughs> and read and take care of her child and have a career. The outfits. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> I got nothing to do. So I got kids to raise, but, but that they raise goes, themselves. It goes to show that it's a good book because during those few dull moments that I get at work here and there, it's like I have the option of, trying to sneak in a couple minutes of married at first sight <laughs> right yep. or working on my arts and crafts yep TikToking. of course or picking up a book Ooh, so and many it's a, hard it's choices a real struggle yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> i like to mix things up day by day i know and you said that we have like they extended it like another 90 days of tiktok that's what i read today mm-hmm. i bet you it doesn't get canceled i don't see how it really could I mean, Donald Trump constantly he likes to, suck to talk. the joy out of my life. Right. He could talk all he wants. There's very little action to back <clears throat> anything up. Okay. You ready for your follow-ups? I am. Um, before I get to my follow-ups, we are <laughs> THC podcast on Instagram. <laughs> Who the fuck are we? And THC true. <laughs> Last week, I was dying laughing listening to that. THC true on Twitter. 
Okay, so we had a few follow-ups. Last week, we did the Ken and Barbie Killers, Paul Bernardo. Wicked and depressing. Carla Homolka. It was pretty fucking depressing. Um, you had some questions about Carla Homolka's love life. Yes. In prison and outside of prison. Yes. So in prison, she had a few lesbian relationships, which makes sense. Yeah. Being in a women's prison. And then she had a relationship. She went to a prison where... Like, men are on one side, women are on the other side, and there's just, like, a fence separating them. So okay. when you're out on the... In the yard. Port, the yard, in yes. The yard. Yes, yes the yard. with my lingo. She fell in love with a man named... And I, it's Canada, so it's probably a French name, so I'm gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking brutalize it, but Jean-Paul Gabert. Okay. He's in... So pri- not at all who you thought. Cause you no, th- yes. but he is in there for strangling a woman. Right, yeah. So he is a woman killer, and he, I believe he's doing life in prison for that. And now... Is he also pretty? I mean, not that I didn't even yeah, Google him. Yeah, okay. But listen, mm-hmm. this is where you've probably heard it and didn't realize what it was. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah. Luca Magnata yeah. had claimed that he was in a relationship with Carla Homolka to get press. And he would go do interviews and be like... Shut uh, yeah, he would do interviews and be like, you know, this is true love and blah, 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 blah. But I keep getting death threats because I'm with her and we just want to be together. What? Yes. You are fucking blowing my mind. So right now, now that we know the story of Carla Homolka, maybe we need to go rewatch Don't Fuck With Cats. Which I would so do. Yeah. That was so good. Yeah. And then and then we can really pay attention to the scenes where Luca Magnata claims that. And he actually sent because I can't remember if they talk about this in the documentary. He would mail body parts out. And he mailed a body part to an elementary school in Ontario where Car- I feel like I would have remembered that. And well, I- it was addressed to Carla's sister, the one she didn't fucking murder. No. So Luca Magnata mailed Carla Homolka's sister a body part to an elementary school, which I'm assuming that means she works at the elementary school. I would hope so. God. So there you go. And then when Carla got out, she, I guess, fell in love and married her lawyer's brother who's oh, not a that, criminal yeah that makes sense He's but a lawyer's brother i mean you you have to be kind of crooked if you're in the family of a lawyer <laughs> okay <laughs> bailey <laughs> until you need a lawyer um uh, to be fair i think so the the man i consider to be my grandpa not my mom's dad because i didn't get to meet him mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure he was an attorney <laughs> and then you wanted to know what paul bernardo did for a living he was, the only thing I could find was that he was an Amway salesman. Do you know what Amway is? Is that it's, a it, train? That's Amtrak's. Oh. Amway, close. Amway is like a pyramid scheme. Oh, no. It's like well, a, of course he would be at a pyramid scheme. It's like a MetLife or a, so I don't know if it's a MetLife, a MetaboLife. Excuse me, MetLife. I believe that's a newspaper or something. Why MetaLife. is he at an animal convention? I don't know. Maybe Amway has something to do with pet conventions. I don't know. But all I saw was that. He was an Amway salesman. That's bizarre. Which it totally makes sense if he's a psychopath and super charming and stuff that he would do. Yeah, no, he could manipulate people into being part of his. Yeah, I get that. It just doesn't make sense why he would get crossed into Carla's world. I don't know why he was at that pet convention. D. I need to fucking know. I I literally googled why (laughs) was Paul Bernardo at that pet convention. I have no doubt you did your work, and nobody could tell me. This is how my brain works inside, and this is gonna eat me alive. (laughs) I bet you there's some Reddit thread somewhere that you can find that has the answers or the wannabe answers but yeah that ain't me no so this week we are doing 
the story, the case of the disappearance of Walter Collins and also the Wineville Chicken Coop murders. And what movie did you watch? The Changeling. Changeling. With A Angelina real Jolie. fucking movie. Like nominated movie. <laughs> known name, actor, director, producer, writer ass fucking movie. So you know Bailey's miserable. She had to watch it. <laughs> She had to watch a real movie directed by Clint Eastwood, starring Angelina Jolie. And like Ron Howard, John mm-hmm. Malkovich. Like, you're fucking killing me, bro. Great acting. I actually watched it. Do you want to know how long ago I saw it? I picked it up at a blockbuster, I believe, to watch oh, it, to rent it. Can I stop you right now? Yeah. Oh, my God. There is a blockbuster, an OG blockbuster in Bend, Oregon. Nice. That has all of its fucking movies and everything. And it obviously went out of business. Uh-huh. converted itself into an Airbnb. Oh. But only for like certain dates this month and only to local residents in Bend, Oregon because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's like a special thing they're doing like just for their community, which I think is super cute. Mm-hmm. They converted like the main floor into a living room with like a pullout couch, an old school TV, Amaze. VHS, pizza, soda it's our dream come true you get all the candy the popcorn everything and you're in a fucking blockbuster for the night it's all i ever wanted right like it's how my favorite place legit is that i just thought that was so cool i obviously texted megan because she lives in oregon i'm like bitch my ideal vacation the best. we love blockbuster that i mean just everything about renting a movie on a friday night getting a fresh VHS like I can smell it Mm -hmm. I can feel it in my hand I can smell the tape I can like feel it between my fingers and pushing it into that slot so good and just watching scary movies oh it's the best and I discovered some of my favorite movies that way because I was just like this looks good let's try it like Green Street Hooligans one of my all-time favorite movies and I picked it up on a whim Mm -hmm. um you know, obviously we grew up with Blockbuster, but then even as a young adult, because I started dating my husband when I was a small child at 19, and we would go every weekend, yeah. and we would be like some of the last customers there. We'd go really late on purpose because then the cool ass teenagers that work there would like, sh- you know, bullshit with you, and we would talk. Give movies. you real recommendations. Yeah, yeah, their actual choices. Mm-hmm. If this hasn't become apparently clear, movies is one of the things that's bonded Bailey and I so much. And movies is one of the things that bonded my husband and I. We will, if you give us the choice of any date night in the world, movies. we'll go to the movies. Yeah, we love it. So yeah, we used to go to Blockbuster every weekend. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. I would love to go to that. Isn't B&B. that epic? It's the best. Oh. Okay, so here we are. We're we're in the Blockbuster B and B. Bailey, you and I. What movie are we watching? What movie are you picking out? Dude, I've got to go for like a campy 80s horror movie. Yeah, anything in particular? I obviously lean towards Dead Alive mm-hmm. because that's like, it just, it hits all those boxes for me. It's <laughs> one of your all-time faves. Yeah, the zombies and the zombie fucking and the zombie baby. <laughs> it's and a lot. And the lawnmower. It's so, it's just, Shanghai. They really went for it. <laughs> but yeah, or like, even just, it. what was it? It's like the Valentine's Day or like prom night or, yeah. or you know, the My Sweet Valentine's or... Um, Tales from the Crypt. Girl, I will watch Tales of the Crypt 24 hours a day, right. seven days a week. Oh, my gosh. It's my all-time favorite. And yeah. I bet you if we watched it now, it's so corny. Of course. But it's so good. Yeah. The Crypt Keeper? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, that would be good. I would probably keep it very true to brand and pick Scream. Yeah. That feels like a very... Which I own on VHS. I know, but it's different in the B&B blockbuster. It is. No, it is for sure. No, but I'd have to go with something more nostalgic, more more 80s. Fine. Yeah. That's a little too mainstream even for me now. I know, but I'm such a 90s baby. You are. All the 90s things make me so happy. Yeah, you're more of a 90s baby. I'm more of an 80s baby for yep. sure. So there you go. We'll watch both. Yeah. But just still, just to have access. Like, I could see us watching, like, Terminator and... Anything. Um, Die Hard and just... Great. Beverly Hills Cop. Can we watch Armageddon? Yes! <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking Titanic. Like, that shit. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. No more. No more. We're going to have to edit Bailey soon. Um, uh, bad Boys 1. Well, yeah, because the rest, like, the two whole, is okay. Three's hot garbage. Will Smith, if you're listening to this, I love you so, forever. No. I've loved you since Fresh Prince. So you should have never made Bad Boys yeah. 3, my guy. But speaking of Will, I'd be down to do like Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. On That's where I first fell in love with Will Smith. Love that on a VHS moment. And Jeff Goldblum, hot mm-hmm. Jeff. Jurassic Park. All of them. All of them. <laughs> over and over. Every and day. And speaking of. Week. of Chris Pratt just had his daughter. Did you see what her name was? No. Lila with a Y. Chris wow. Pratt, star of the new Jurassic Park and my favorite show, which is Parks and Rec, named his daughter Lila, which is my oldest daughter's name. But what's special about it is the way. Usually Lila is L I L A. I did it with a Y because I think names should have a pretty loopy or like Y. Have like an H to it. That's fine too. Yeah. I just thought for a girl it'd be fun to have a Y when you sign your name. All three of my kids have Ys in their names. I guess I did it on purpose. I didn't realize it. Anyways, me and Chris Pratt, we have that in common. Yeah. Oh, so much. So, yeah. You're in Blockbuster. Pick out the best. this and movie. We have a video rental store where we live, and my family takes advantage of it. I know your family does not. But my family goes and picks out movies, and it's still not the same, though. No. It's good, and it's fun, yeah. and it, and you get that hit of nostalgia and serotonin, but it's just still not the same Did as Blockbuster. Did you ever go to, like, the seedy-ass fucking video rental? It was not a Blockbuster. It was, like, a mom-and-pop video rental in Pleasant Hill. Yeah, with you. It's, um, it's where I got... On multiple occasions. Yeah. <laughs> it's where I got those fucking dead videos where you watch people die for reels. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, faces, faces of Death. Faces of Death, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost said Faces of Horror. Yeah, because you can obviously get that at a blockbuster. Yeah. Well, and there was also one up the street from my house called Olympic Video for the longest time. It's yeah. now where the um, beauty supply store is. Okay. Next to the salon. Mm-hmm. That was an. Uh, video store forever. Yeah, those were always more creepy. Those were like the places where people were going to get like porn and obviously faces not, of death. Not in Sweet Little Olympic Video, but that's because it was a really small space. Right. They didn't yeah, have yeah, room yeah. for the beaded curtain. No, but the one I'm talking about it versus had, your blockbuster experience. Yeah. yeah. Anywho, well, I guess we should, uh, <laughs> should we get <laughs> to why we're here? <laughs> I mean, you guys could just talk to me and Bailey and uh, oh. listen to us talk forever. So Walter Collins and the Wineville Chicken Coop Murders, which has to be a great name for a terrible, horrific murder. Do you want to cheers? Yeah, which is now Riverside, yes? It's in Riverside County. It's now Miraloma. Miraloma. Yeah, Miraloma. <laughs> Again with the seltzer, sorry. Mm-hmm. Not as good as a glass. All right. So a changeling. Mm-hmm. 
is a child fuck i'm too buzzed to say this word a child serpentitiously or unintentionally substituted for another damn but in folklore what a changeling is is an ugly stupid or strange child left behind by fairies in place of a pretty charming child and that's funny that's what i have like when i read the title of the movie that's what i would have thought the second yes so yeah the folklore definition is very on brand for the movie and this whole case um i got all this from cool interesting stuff.org the best <laughs> love it stmuhistorymedia.org it's a article written by gabriella serrato serrato great job gabriella you killed it and wikipedia march 10th 1928 oh. single mom and telephone operator christine collins gives her son walter collins a dime to go to the movies and he never comes home the police are called and of course they always say oh he just ran away but christine knows walter better than that and she alerts everybody and people start to panic because of a man named william hickman okay now william hickman on uh, December 27th, 24-year-old William Hickman kidnaps 12-year-old Marion Parker. Mm. He sends a ransom note to her family demanding $7,500. And he oh, Damn, that's a lot of money. Back then, yeah. yeah. He meets with Marion's dad to exchange the money for Marion. And after William gets the money, he drives away and says that he'll drop Marion off down the road. So Marion's dad goes, drives down the road to pick up his daughter, and all he finds is a bundle of blankets, which inside is an already dead Marion who's been strangled and her limbs have been cut off. William Hickman is found guilty and hung October 28th in San Quentin. That has nothing really to do with our story. Rest in peace, Marion. That's fucking awful. But it just leads to the fact that tensions are running high the tone. in L.A. This mm-hmm. is happening in L.A., by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's a sign of the times, for sure. Yeah. Tensions are running high. People are freaking the fuck out. So an exhaustive search happens. They search everywhere. They even, like, coma lake. Nothing happens. They get nothing. A neighbor reports that she saw Walter in a car with a man and a woman, and he seemed to have been arguing with the man and a woman or maybe begging for help. Um, And then another neighbor claims that days before the abduction, an Italian-looking man and a woman were asking around for Walter's address. But, again, these things lead to nothing. Right. And I don't know how credible those witnesses are. Obviously. They could be totally factual. They could be trying to get attention. Who knows? But it leads the cops nowhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Now Walter's been missing for a month. Christine... Remains hopeful, but obviously she's fucking devastated. Uh, Months pass. She's still working, but she lets everything else in her life go. All she can focus on is that Walter is missing, and she is sick with stress. Can we stop for a moment? Freaking the fuck out. She's a single working mom. In the 20s. Who lost her child. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's still pulling it together and going to work. Going to work. I would crumble. I mean, me too. But this is back in the 20s when I don't know how much support there was for people. So Zero. it's like, I if know. you don't I go just, to work, you're going to just starve. I cannot imagine. 
girl me neither i would be a fucking mess i'd be a wreck um and she was a wreck she yeah, but the fact that she could do that just goddamn. uh bad bitch um no offense christine no, we mean bitch best in the best way possible way now there's sightings everywhere air quote sightings because once again right. who knows right. if that's true or if they're even looking at the right kid um but there's sightings as far up as oakland san francisco northern california now, Walter's dad is in prison, which is why Christine's a single mom. He, he's in prison for robbery. His theory is that it's an inmate trying to get revenge against him. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that leads nowhere. Yeah. So there is mad pressure on the LAPD. Mm-hmm. They want Walter found, and it is pretty overwhelming for them. So guess what? Five months after Walter disappears, a miracle happens. He identifies himself in DeKalb, Illinois. They found him. I mean, they didn't find him, but he comes out and, um, you know, obviously everyone's overjoyed. Christine has to pay the $70 to have Walter return to California Jesus on train, Christ. which just felt weird. Yeah. I'm like, the well, come on, LAPD can't pick up the tab. Right. Or drive there and pick the kid up. It's yeah. All, yeah. But Christine obviously pays the train ticket to get her baby home. And this is a huge success for the LAPD. They are celebrating. Yeah. Even though they didn't fucking do anything. Obviously. This kid identified himself. Mm -hmm. And then the LAPD took all the credit for it. Mm -hmm. So finally, Walter Collins gets off the train. Everyone is elated. Everyone is waiting with bated breath for this reunited mom and her son baited baited breath love that can you tell i've been reading a lot of twilight yes (laughs) yes um but when walter collins gets off that train christine collins tells everybody that's not her son Mm -hmm. here comes this piece of shit captain (laughs) jj jones of the lapd jj jones i know i have him down as jones a lot but maybe we'll just call him captain jj because He doesn't really deserve a ton of respect. No. Uh, Captain JJ can't believe what he's hearing. He tells Christine he just looks different because it's been five months and he's experienced some traumatic stuff. And so, of course, that would change how he fucking looks. Right. Yeah, right. Don't even get me started. Christine tells him that's not fucking Walter. I'm sure I'm paraphrasing. (laughs) (laughs) She would know her own son anywhere under any circumstance. And Captain JJ tells, uh, will not hear it. So um, even if LAPD made a mistake, even if it's not Walter, he's never going to cop to that. He's never going to admit that they made a mistake, especially after all this success and fanfare that they've had. So to to avoid embarrassment, Captain JJ tells Christine to take the boy home and, quote, Try him out for a while to see if her memory would clear up. Try him out for a while. Mm -hmm. Christine, feeling immense pressure from the public and from the police, reluctantly agrees. Well, what is she going to do? Just leave the kid? I know, dude. Like, she's a mom. She's a human being. She's not just going to be like, oh, sucks to be you. I'm out. Totally. So the police start to question Walter to just... Find out what happened, who took him, any clues, and he can't provide straight answers. In fact, he barely talks to them at all, and he's acting very 
secretive. So I'm surprised they even put on like that show and dance like to pretend like <laughs> they're still <laughs> pretending that it's Walter. Yeah. Um, Christine knows it's <clears throat> not Walter. It's her son. Of course. Five months. Could you imagine if your kid disappeared and then five months later, they're like, here she is. Like, you know, if it's your kid or not. Oh, my God. I'm so irate about it. I'm no, so the, angry. The way that they went about it in the movie. Can't I can't wait to tell you. I'm so mad that. I don't know what it is. I know it's something sexist. I can't get there in my brain to describe it properly of what I'm thinking. But the fact that they feel like they can pull one over on this woman because she's what? Too dumb or too meek or too fuck off. So in the movie, the way that it's not any of that, it's because she's too emotional. She's too closely attached to the situation that she can't yeah. see things clearly. Yeah, I mean that's right? kind of what they're trying to gaslight her you're with. You're a too. mom. You're a you're a woman. Your emotions are just too much. You've been traumatized mm-hmm. by this experience. You you can't possibly be using your full capacity. <sighs> God. Yeah, right. The best. It makes the best. my blood boil. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anyways, she obviously knows it's not her son. She still houses him and cares for him. But she is motivated to prove herself and to try to find her real son. Yeah. She has dental records that prove that there's a difference between a physical difference between Walter and this boy. And she's got plenty of friends and neighbors that agree and tell the police that's not her kid. Mm -hmm. Captain JJ won't listen. Of course, he won't tolerate any slander, especially by a woman. Mm -hmm. He famously says, quote, this is a quote. What are you trying to do? Make fools of us? Or are you trying to shirk your duties as a mother and have the state provide for your son? You are the most cruel-hearted woman I've ever known, and you are a fool. Damn, that's cold. This motherfucker. And then he has Christine committed to the psych ward. And at the psych ward, she's treated very inhumanely. She's victim to all kinds of medication cocktails Mm -hmm. to try to get her to finally come clean and Mm -hmm. tell the truth meanwhile while she's at the psych ward the boy finally confesses that he is not walter collins oh my god he is really arthur hutching jr and arthur's mom had died and he was sent to live with his piece of shit dad and his abusive stepmom And when he saw Walter's story in the paper and he saw the resemblance between him and Walter, um, he saw an opportunity. And he did it for a one-way ticket to L.A. to become a famous actor. And that's why he was there. Okay. Uh, Christina's released and goes back to work, of course. (sighs) And LAPD is right back to the beginning. Yeah. They start their search over again, but they still have nothing to go off of. And now they've wasted however much time that this kid was with Christine. Now we're going to skip to May 1928. So Walter disappeared in March. So this is two months after Walter disappears. Two brothers, 10-year-old Nelson and 12-year-old Louis Winslow, go missing on their way home in Pomona, California. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, their parents receive these strange letters from the boys saying that they were headed to Mexico and they were staying away until they could become famous. I don't know why everyone wanted to be famous in the 20s. Damn. Um, they're never seen or heard from again. And 
Pomona, California is 19 miles from Wine Valley, California. So Wine Valley, California is 46 miles east of Los Angeles in Riverside County. Gotcha. This is where 18-year-old Gordon Northcott moves to from Canada in 1924. Mm -hmm. With help from his parents, he buys a plot of land and builds a chicken ranch and a house. He needs more help on the ranch, apparently. So he keeps asking his nephew, Sanford Clark, to come down from Canada to help him out on the ranch. Mm -hmm. But this is just a ruse. Yep. Because what he really needs Sanford for is to beat and sexually abuse him. And poor Sanford is like a young teen while this is going on. Right, like 15. Something like that. Yeah. Like he might have even been 15 when this all wrapped up. So he right. might have been That's younger true. than that when he started working on the chicken true. ranch of mm -hmm. From Hell. Now, last week's episode, we took a little bit of a, of a diversion from this. It was brutal. N well, here's where I'm going with this. Last week's episode was on the worst big sister of all time. But we now have an ongoing thing of badass big sisters. Yeah. Last week, Carla Homolka, the worst big sister of all time. But we are back on track, baby. Yeah. 1928, we have Sanford's badass 19-year-old big sister, Jessie. All right. And she is concerned with the types of letters she's getting from Sanford. So she hightails her ass from Canada down to L.A. to find out what the fuck is going on on this yes, chicken ranch. Bitch. Um, And she instantly and increasingly becomes scared of Gordon. Mm -hmm. So one night, Sanford's talking to his big sis and he confides in her that not only does he fear for his own life, but Gordon has killed at least four people on that ranch. Okay. So Jesse immediately leaves back for Canada and she informs the American consul what's going on. They inform LAPD and LAPD shirks it. Yep. Captain JJ Shocker. shirks it off to the U.S. immigration whatever office. Yeah. I guess it's maybe because they're from Canada originally. Whatever. Who knows how things worked in 1928. Yeah. Okay. So August 1928. Two immigration service inspectors visit the ranch, and they take Sanford into custody first. But Gordon had seen them coming, and he tells Sanford to stall. Otherwise, he's going to shoot Sanford from the tree line. And then he disappears into the woods that surround the ranch. After two hours of stalling, Sanford finally gives up and points the police in the right direction. And by this time, Gordon and his mommy, Sarah... Of course, he's a fucking mommy's boy. Yep. Mommy Sarah fled to Canada, but they're arrested in British Columbia in September 1928. So Sanford testifies at the trial that Gordon had kidnapped, molested, beaten and killed three young boys with the help from his mom and from Sanford himself. So Sanford totally comes clean on his part in all this. Yeah. He also testifies to a, a murder of a fourth man, a grown man. This is a Mexican citizen who's never named. Um, after which Gordon forces Sanford to dispose of the body by decapitating it, burning the head and smashing the skull. And then they leave the body on the side of the road and use quicklime to dispose of the remains. Mm -hmm. He says the rest of the bodies are all buried on the ranch. So authorities find three shallow graves 
but Gordon and his mom had already dug up the bodies weeks before the arrest and disposed of them in the desert. And it's said that they burned them. I guess maybe somebody wow. said that in the trial. I don't know how they knew that. Okay. Um, the full bodies were never found. Interesting. They did find 51 parts of human anatomy on the ranch. With no other evidence to go on, the LAPD go, well, that's the remains of the Winslow brothers and Walter Collins. It has to be. Oh, my God. So Gordon Northcott is sentenced to death. His mom, Sarah, is sentenced to life in prison. Now, Sarah's a little bit of a, a Looney Tunes. Wackadoodle. She's constantly claiming that Gordon is innocent. She says that the problem is he was the product of incest. She's actually his grandma, not his mom. And that he was sexually abused by everyone in the family. Which but could... Sarah also says all kinds of other shit. Right. That he's from, like, the royal family. And she, she tries to... Um, confess to the murder of Walter and the boys and she tries to put all the blame on herself to let her baby be innocent but um, so she says a lot of shit you can't listen to her despite of all of that um, Gordon Northcott was hung at San Quentin on October 30th San Quentin San Quentin that's in mine and B's backyard where Mm -hmm. we grew up and by the way (laughs) I'm sure the inside of the prison isn't beautiful it's on the most beautiful piece of real estate in the entire Bay Area. It is jutting out into the Bay. The Golden Gate Bridge is right behind it, and it has panoramic views of San Francisco. So it could be worse. I guess. I don't know. But also, I wonder how many like realtor developers are dying to get their hands right. on that piece of land. Little his- a little, <laughs> a little uh, fact Scenic about route. San Quentin. Yeah. My uncle also works there, so shout out to Jason. Um, so Northcutt was hung, San Quentin, October 30, uh, 1930. He was only 23 years old. Oh, my God. So this all happened before Stop he was even 25. Um, his mommy, Sarah, is paroled after less than 12 years into her sentence. Carlo Homolka time. Yep. 12 years. She spent some Carlo Homolka time. And Sanford the nephew is not found guilty of anything due to the amount of abuse Shit that he went through obviously with Gordon that he was forced to do it in his young age yeah. and he lived until 1991 and I believe he was in his 90s when he passed away so wow. despite all that Sanford lived a, a long life now speculation is that Gordon may have killed as many as 20 boys on the ranch mm-hmm. but there's no evidence if they move the body to back this up. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and back then there's no DNA testing. So you can't test all the 51 body human anatomy pieces yeah. they found. <clears throat> so. Hold on. I'm not done. Okay. You wait your turn. Oh, I've got questions. I know. I, mean, I might answer them. So Christine Collins does not like the fact that Walter's body is never confirmed or obviously fully found. So she actually goes to San Quentin to meet Gordon before he dies. And he tells her he did not kill Walter. And she believes him. I don't know if she should believe him. I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. Mm-hmm. Christine Collins believes him. Christine is granted $10,800, which in today's money is $160,423 from Captain JJ. But, of course, he never pays. Um <gasps> And he only has a four-month suspension 
due to him, you know, committing a woman to a right. fucking psych ward. Anyways, um, Christine Collins searches for Walter for the rest of her life until she dies at 75 years old. And Walter Collins is never found. Um, Arthur, the fa- the changeling, if mm-hmm. you will, um, becomes a carny. He like sells concessions and he Mm -hmm. he ends up training horses and he does start a family, but he dies in 1954. So there you go, guys. That's the case of Walter Collins, also the Winslow brothers, um, and also the Wineville chicken coop murders. So was there any religious figure that comes to basically like save the day Mm -mm. for Christine? Nope. Okay, because John Malkovich gets this significant <laughs> part of the storyline that I thought was, I'm like, why is this even necessary? Like, watching the movie, I'm like, what the fuck? And nothing about religious yeah, people. clearly now it has nothing to do with the story. Okay, well, we're going to take our mid-podcast pee break and then get into Bailey's movie. Hey. Are you ready? Okay. okay. All right. We're back. We're refreshed. And we are popping open another Truly. So we can sit back. Now I can sit back and relax. My homework's done. <laughs> and listen to Bailey's review of 2008's The Changeling, starring a gorgeous Angelina Jolie. Stunning. I love the time period. Yeah. Red lips are my signature. She, I, If I remember correctly, she has some great lipstick moments in that movie. The hats, the furs, the jewels, just everything. And yep. especially for her, because I don't feel like, obviously, she was wealthy. But to just be so glamorous. But so. I feel like that's how everybody. That no, was that's just what I'm saying. Yeah. Baseline. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how people dress. Yeah. Um. So for me, the movie was in 1923. Mm-hmm. And LAPD is corrupt. Just garbage. Everybody mm. knows it. Spoiler everybody. alert. <laughs> it still is. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> it still is. And so we've got this John Malkovich character who is a pastor and he's got like his church community and his services that he does and a radio show that he does talking trash about <laughs> how garbage he's the parrot i almost said paris hilton. he's the perez hilton of <laughs> basically yeah for sure no that's a great way to describe him mm-hmm. and then we have angelina jolie who depicts our christine mm-hmm. and she is like we said single working mom comes home finds her nine-year-old son Walter is missing for her it's like five months in between before they find him that's the same thing here it was five months okay and I guess there was in the movie the way that they do it is this shithead dad is at a diner and basically abandons his kid he can't afford the bill so he's like oh I'll be right back I'll be right back. Yeah, right. Ditches the kid to go get his wallet and never comes back. So the cops pick him up and the LAPD is all like, yes, score. Like, we're going to use this as an opportunity. We're going to reunite this mom with her quote unquote son. So you're saying they're kind of in on it from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, they know. Mm -hmm. They fucking know. Uh Uh-huh. And um, they want to set up like this big reunion everyone to see they want it to be like a public event so they're like we're gonna reunite them at the train station yep Mm -hmm. same as the story and her face just like that's not my kid 
right? Any mom. I don't give a fuck how long it is. Like, that's not my kid. It's so crazy. Right? And he's like, look, like I said when we were talking earlier, like, you're just, you're traumatized. It's been so long. Five (laughs) months is a long time. You're just a little woman and your brain just can't handle no, this, it's sweetie. too much for you. Listen, your honey. hormones and your emotions, like, just take them home for a trial basis. How about she kicks him right in the fucking nuts? Right? Captain Please. JJ. Ugh. And like I was saying earlier, because she's like a good human being, she's not just going to like abandon this child she kind of feels like an obligation like all right i guess i need to try and do they from what i remember because it is kind of a it's definitely not a scary movie but it's like Mm -mm. a suspenseful movie Mm -hmm. i have i'm gonna have to rewatch it i have a memory of them gaslighting her so hard that she's like am i is there that aspect yeah where she's like am i fucking hallucinating this right now am i wrong no because so they basically they do they go to set her up the further along she is with the kid like she had been measuring her son like most moms do Mm -hmm. on the wall or like you keep track of your children's the growth right this kid's physically three inches shorter oh okay right Mm -hmm. she's bathing him and he circumcised now. Also, why are you bathing a nine-year-old? Well, not like that she's bathing him, but like she notices like as he's bathing. Oh, like, okay. Uh, just as like a mom, like, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like he's circumcised now, which in the 20s was not that common. Right. It, it was around. It was known, but it wasn't something that everybody just did. But it was also probably mainly for Jewish people. So if she's not Jewish. Yeah. And so she knows like my son's not circumcised. Right. And um, so the pastor, John Malkovich, kind of catches wind of what's going on, and he believes her, and he's like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to kind of team up with her to prove to everybody what garbage these fucking mm-hmm. L.A. police. Because he's been talking trash this mm-hmm. whole time. Exactly. And so they do, they get confirmation from the school teacher and from the dentist and all that. But the police are already slandering her name, like, in the news, saying that she's an unfit mother. Oh, my God. She's not to be trusted. Yeah. So no one really believes her or her proof. And then the cops arrange for a doctor to come out and see the boy, right, because she's so persistent. So they're like, fine, fuck it. We'll send a doctor out. And he's like, well, obviously he's shorter when you've been through so much at such a young age. <laughs> You shrink three inches. Everybody knows that. And um, the reasoning for the circumcision is because the the abductor must have known, like, that it was more hygienic. And so they clearly did that for their own benefit. Mm, yeah. <laughs> to suit their own needs. God, could you imagine being a woman back then? So it was, to me, the way that they were trying to play it off is, like, you s- your kid goes away to war. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're gone for such a long period of time or whatever. And all the tragedy and everything that they're put through, they come back a different person. That's basically the way that they're trying to make her feel. Yeah. Like you're you're so wrong. Like this is your child. You're just not seeing things clearly because he's traumatized. And, and you're he's a different dumb and woman. You're traumatized and you're different and your emotions and you're. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing. And so, like I was saying, she persists with the police to the point where they decide she's a code 12. Oh. 
So for them, that's pretty much any woman who is disagreeing with like a male officer and just like, okay, hear me out. We changed the name of our podcast to Code 12. To Code 12, right? So she gets (laughs) admitted. They put her on mood regulating medication Mm -hmm. and they keep telling her like, if you just admit you're wrong, we'll let you out. It's no big deal. Like, you you know you're wrong, right? Like, this is your son. You're clearly wrong. These fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. To the point where it's like, well, either you admit you're wrong or time for some shock treatment. Oh, my God. She's I know. Is there anything scarier than the asi- in asylum in the 20s? Mm-hmm. But fuck it. She's like, no, I'm not wrong. And she endures all of it. And she makes friends while she's in here, other women, who are going through the exact same thing not that their children were taken necessarily but that they in some way challenged right of the authority yeah the man Uh uh-huh and so they were code 12 oh perfect Mm -hmm. i'm telling you we should change our name to (laughs) code 12 (laughs) we'll talk about after the podcast uh and so meanwhile like you were saying with your cases while all this shit's going on to poor angelina jolie um, we've got the chicken coop shit going on. Mm-hmm. So this motherfucker, there's a missing child's case from Canada, and the child is spotted in Riverside. Mm-hmm. So there is a detective down there. It's not JJ. Um, they, some other guy like Yara Berra or whatever. <laughs> but they send him down there. He finds Northcott. He's like on his way legit to the train station. <laughs> Like, about to ditch town. He gets to the ranch, finds Sanford. Yep. And he gets the kid back to the police headquarters, and the kid cracks under pressure. He just, he can't handle. The Sanford? Si- yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, just being finally away from the ranch and everything, he's like, I gotta tell you what's going down. Like, this shit's fucked up. And he's like, I've been involved in at least 20 child abductions Mm -hmm. and killings and the way that he described it is my uncle used me and his own son to lure the kids in because obviously as an adult Mm -hmm. kids weren't stupid enough to be like I'm going to get in the car with a stranger but if there's two other young children in the car they're Mm going to be way more trusting which uh, leads to a good point you'll see this a lot with true crime cases something for you guys to be aware of i'm sure if you're listening to a true crime podcast you already know this but um it happens a lot with women being abduct- abducted by couples kind of like yeah, paul I, and carla right because like oh if there's another woman there it's safe mm-hmm. or they'll even up the game and either have a child with them yep. or even a car seat People have ad- have abducted women with a car, an empty car seat. To make it like, appear. Oh, it's a couple. It's, it's a family. Night. They have a kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, I can see that for sure. So absolutely. And um, he takes the officers back to the ranch. They dig up the chicken coop. They find body parts. Mm-hmm. Take him back. Show him pictures. And he identifies Walter as one of the boys that they abducted. Okay. He's like, I don't know necessarily that the kid's dead. But I know that we had him at one point. Oh, okay. And so they get Northcott at the train station trying to flee. Nothing about his mom. And um, he goes to jail. And 
um, John Malkovich catches wind of everything that's going on. He gets Angelina Jolie out of the psych ward, gets mm-hmm. her an attorney pro bono to cover her case. They fucking take everybody to court. Yes. They start, you know, putting the movement to get these laws to protect women and to make sure that, you know, there's actual proof in criminal trials. Like, you can't just fucking throw them in a psych ward. Right. And then, so Angelina goes about her life for, I think, um, like two years. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she's still very much consumed trying to find her son. She's not convinced of anything. And Northcott is about to be put to death by hanging mm-hmm. and requests that she comes to see him. Oh, he's on the request it. In the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, I've found God. I'm trying to be forgiven. Oh, wow. How? Oh, okay. Well, how great for you. Um, like, I'm happy to confess for everything that I've done, but I did not kill your kid. So he still maintains that mm-hmm. he did not kill Walter Collins. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get, like, proof. Like, well, then where is my son? Like, what happened? What's going on? He's like, that's it. Like, I'm just telling you, like, mm-hmm. I'm at ease now. So he goes and gets hung so, the next day. So, fuck off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry to have wasted your time. <sighs> and then fucking, like, five years later, mm-hmm. the movie closes with a kid finally coming forward saying that, yeah, I was one of the children abducted, but I escaped. Mm-hmm. And the night that I escaped, four other boys escaped, one of which was Walter. But he had to go back and help one of the other kids. And he's like, all of us got separated. So he's like, I honestly don't know. He's like, I made it out. They could have made it out. He's like, I just, I can't tell you. And so I told you earlier this week when we talked about this movie, I was bawling at work. (laughs) This is why. He looks at Angelina Jolie and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you more. And she's like, you gave me everything. You gave me hope. And I'm like, mother fucker, are you kidding me? I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot with this. Like, the poor woman, just to be put through all of that. And then to know that, like, she still has hope. And it's like, oh, I'm just dying inside. Yeah, they really took some liberties there at the end, huh? Yeah. Some Hollywood liberties. Yeah. Yeah, well, the emotionally traumatizing movie of The Changeling. <laughs> I'm so proud of Bailey for crying. Um, uh, four years you. ago, before she became a mom, this would not oh, have happened. Oh, I would have laughed. Yeah, I just, this I would have not like, happened. This movie's a fucking joke. <laughs> Having a baby's really emotionally. Oh, it breaks you. Released it, her. Yeah, it breaks everything. I've always been the sensitive one. Mm-hmm. So, but all, but a good movie though, right? A very good movie. I mean, it got that kind of reaction out of you. A it must very, be good. No, exactly. Clint Eastwood might be a old, white, possibly racist guy, but he can direct a fucking good-ass movie. Yeah. It, it was great. A well-told story. Well, I'm going to rewatch it because, like I said, I haven't watched it since Blockbuster was a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's got to have been at least, what, 12, 13 years now? So, yeah. I will watch it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel? How how close to the case was it? Pretty close? Well, I was re- I was really surprised, like you said, that there were three related cases. Yeah, it was just the Winslow brothers that I thought, you know, they should get a mention since they're out there, too. Um, but those are the, conf- I mean, air quote, 
confirmed because like we said yeah. LAPD was garbage was just kind of saying that it was Walter just, Collins the Winslow brothers mm-hmm. and then obviously the Hispanic man but we have no actual proof no that it was Walter Collins and the Winslow brothers yeah. so but it does it totally ties in and I get that and even the way that they so casually threw in the chicken coop murders mm-hmm. like it really wasn't a significant part to the story even though it was it's just the way that it like kind of pieced together i remember in the end doesn't arthur the fake walter like oh. just go back to his dad and yeah no he totally sings he tells everything tells the police i just have that yeah. scene in my head of For them sure. like no, meeting I, him in the middle of nowhere yes. being like all right kid let's go so he did. He confesses everything like I'm totally a fake, whatever. And the second he starts to put shit on the police, the police are basically like pushing him onto a train. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, so funny. Mm-hmm. We can't have you ruining anything else for us. You could have done a better job acting. I know. <laughs> You're never going to get an acting kid like this. Um, So that leads us to Bailey's look of the week. This is another week where I'm also participating because I... I mean, I can do 1920s. I try to do finger waves. It doesn't look great, but it looks like something. And it worked out so perfectly because you did. You did the opposite. I went I went the Angelina Jolie route. We did some finger waves. I put on my red lipstick. I put on my pearls, real yep. pearl necklace. I wore it on my wedding day. Yep. I might have worn it on Bailey's wedding day. Um. So, and then the closest thing to like a 1920 shirt I have to go with leggings. Well, people will have to go and look at our Instagram mm-hmm. posts. I don't know if there'll be a of, picture of me. You're much more photogenic than no, I am. No, of us from my wedding day to see if you're wearing the pearl necklace. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll see. I have to go look at my own pictures of your wedding day to see if I'm wearing the pearl necklace because I don't remember. Yeah. But these are the pearls I wore on my wedding. Mm-hmm. But B went a different route. And I it's amazing. didn't want to disrespect angelina jolie christine in any way like Like, i did (laughs) you didn't though like the way that i'm going about the theme i feel like it's so gimmicky and like corny and fun for me i didn't want to have fun based on her character that wasn't fun for me even though i love the look like the excuse for me to like pull out my fake first scarf and a hat and the Mm -hmm. whole thing i've got the, the pearls too but I really wanted to focus on, especially with, like, today's whole climate, the fucking corrupt-ass cop. Captain JJ. Just, and I don't have a problem with police in general, but pigs. <laughs> fucking horrible, corrupt They're police. out there, man. They're out there. It's obvious. We all know it. And so, I just, that's the way that I went. So, B went for a pig behind bars mm-hmm. because... That's how we feel this really should have That's ended. That's how it should have ended. Yeah. So she. Today, <laughs> yesterday, tomorrow, every day. I mean, it's just absurd to me. Me too. And look, we're not going to get political on this podcast. That's not what we do. Because we want to have fun. But just know. This is how we feel. We are definitely Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. We are definitely that bad cops should be held accountable. Um. But anyways, B has a funny take on it. She I'm um, not showing disrespect. Like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm showing disrespect to the fucking cops who murder people. Obviously. But yeah, like I said, there are good cops out there and I'm I'm not targeting them in any way. But I am. I'm just going to I'm going to take that stance on this movie. Yep. But mm-hmm. bad cops should be persecuted and held to the highest 
level of the law, Amen. just like criminals. So B is going to be a pig behind bars. She has a she has an arts and crafts You'll pig nose <laughs> that she made herself <laughs> at, at, at her free time at work. <laughs> and then she has a police hat and she has, I believe it's her oven rack to symbolize <laughs> the jail. I thought about cutting some out at work, like out of a, cor- a cardboard box, but. Oven rack works. Yeah. I, Good enough. Uh-huh. You'll get yep. the point. So, yeah, you'll see that amazing look of the week. I hope you enjoy it as on much our, as I do. On our Instagram THC I also podcast. went really heavy on the blush. I don't know if you noticed. I mean, as heavy as I get. Cause, yeah. I know, because I have a real heavy hand with blush. Yeah. Is that where you're going with this? Well, no, I just, <laughs> with my fair complexion, it's like I barely touch my face, and it looks like I can go heavy with the blush. Ooh, I love a lot of blush, mm-hmm. baby. Give so, it to me. Bronzer, blush, highlighter. Yeah, I really tried to go for that. Yep. So that'll be on THC podcast on Instagram, THC true, possibly on Twitter. I don't tweet a lot. I kind of don't know how to work it. I sort of just do Instagram and TikToks. Yeah. So Come on. I was thinking about start now that there's 90 days, I might start doing TikToks of our podcast. Go for it. Um, I saw one. I'm totally ripping this idea off. Yeah. I don't know whose podcast I'm ripping off because it was on my for you page. But it was just like a clip, a funny clip of their podcast, and it was just the words they were saying were like popping up on the screen. I was like, oh, that's I'm sure I could do that. I don't yeah. know how, but I'll fi- I figured out how to do a podcast, so uh, I got to be able to figure <laughs> out how to do that. Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> so something to look forward to. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll start making TikToks. Oh, don't tempt me. <laughs> I recently found a TikTok family. I don't know their names or anything, but they're doing a lead up to Halloween. Excuse me for a second. Uh, in case you guys can't guess, mine and Bailey's favorite holiday, of course, is Halloween. And they legit, they've got some great costumes, like the full-blown Chucky, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, for sure. Oh, a good Annabelle. And oh. they're, what I really appreciate, though. Here, let me hit that. I'll hit the joint. First time yes. I'm ever hitting a joint on THC. Is that they're doing the funny TikToks. Right? Like the go, 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 go. And just like the funny, silly little dance yep. moves and the little gimmicks. having thing. fun. But dressed up as my favorite characters. Yep. And I'm just so jealous that I'm not there. <laughs> we will show you pictures of our yards with not our actual houses or street addresses, you little psychos. We go all out in different ways, but we both fully decorate our yards for Halloween. My toddler's favorite thing in the world is Halloween. All she wants it to be is Halloween, so I'll also be decorating the inside of my house, which I normally save for Christmas. Yeah, but, I don't typically do. Yeah, But I will be. I will be mm-hmm. at that dollar store buying that bullshit, yeah. and I'm going to do the inside and outside this year. Her birthday party will be a Halloween birthday party. But yeah, I'll, when Halloween comes around, just you fucking wait. You guys are going to see some Halloween pictures. Another thing that TikTok turned me on to was a woman pointed out that August starts with AU. Mm-hmm. Autumn starts with AU. So we're basically in autumn. Busted out now. Yeah. And I did. I said this to Nick and he was like, look, I'll give you September. September is is a go. Mm-hmm. I could start pulling stuff out. August is too soon. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, that's a compromise. So the problem is, is where we live. It's so fucking hot up until Halloween. It's I even can't, hot on Halloween sometimes. I know. I can't wrap my brain around 
like Halloween and fall when it's hot outside. I, I need know. it to be cold, but I will definitely be decorating at least October 1st. I kind of wish September didn't exist. Does anything <laughs> good happen in September besides uh, my baby sister's Labor birthday? Labor Day. Nobody gives a fuck about Labor I Day. I get a day off. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty worth it. Yeah. But my point is I wish we could kind of just skip and go straight yeah. to October. And that's kind of what I want to do. That's basically what I'm trying to do in September. If I start pulling stuff out and just kind of faking myself out, pretending it's October and just elongating it. And then he did. He agreed that as long as I move things around so, like, I I don't kill any of the grass, Uh right, then I can keep it through Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. Christmas. Great. Yeah. he's, He's on board because 2020 is a fucked up year. So let's just roll with it. My um, my friend and hairdresser, Brittany, loves Nightmare Before Christmas. She mm-hmm. loves Halloween. She loves Christmas. So she's such a genius and a little crafty girl. She made a Jack Skellington wreath. Yeah. Wreath. I said wreath. 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 Yeah. She hangs it up for Halloween. Yeah. Keeps it until Christmas. And then she just puts a little Santa hat on Jack Skellington. Now it's a Christmas wreath. Yeah. Perfect. And that's it. So that's basically what I'm going to do. The corpses in the yard will have festive (laughs) (laughs) please buy little santa hats for the zombies and corpses in here there will be garland (laughs) bailey takes halloween we both take halloween very serious bailey goes tries to go the gory corpsey route i do a little bit more graveyard Mm -hmm. ghosty but you know it's all fun and games spooky Mm -hmm. it's all good yeah um I was going to tell you about this TikTok. You said you mentioned TikTok. You reminded yeah, of me of course. it. I saw this TikTok. It was of a young woman, not a teenager, but just younger than us, in her car talking about how when she when she has a girlfriend, that's her girlfriend. She's not your ex. She's not your friend. She's not your best friend. She's not your daughter. She's not your sister. That's my motherfucking girlfriend. Blah, 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 blah. Just trying to be tough and cool and whatever. And so I commented, if you're talking about my BFF, who I've been best friends with for 25 years, then we're fucking throwing hands. So there you go. I got a lot of likes. I love that. Fuck that, dude. Right? That's weird. If you, It's so toxic and weird. If you got into a relationship with anyone, a man or woman, they're like, well, that's not your friend anymore. That's my girlfriend. No. Then I guess we have to fight in the parking lot. I don't know what to tell you right that's bizarre and that's on your husband too if nick turned around and was like this is my wife not your i'm like oh (laughs) now we have to fight that's just gonna be embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) yeah for me but still my husband will save me everybody for everybody all right so check out pictures of the case of bailey and her look of the week thc podcast on instagram and Thanks for listening. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We'll be back next week with maybe something. I don't want to say you, fun. You, jinx, you said last time it was going to be better. I don't fucking believe you. I don't we believe had two hard hitters. We had two hard hitters. Maybe we'll do like a like a ghost one next week. That'd be nice. Yeah, we'll do a ghost one next week. Okay. All right. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. And we will see you next time. <laughs>